This is Puck Year, New Zealand's hockey podcast with hosts Logan Swinkles and Joe Jury, bringing you the best stories and interviews from down under. Hey everybody, I found him. I found Joe, who wasn't around last week. Uh, if you have if you haven't listened to it, don't sleep on our podcast with Jake Ratcliffe. But it's definitely I miss doing just physical podcasts with you, buddy. <laughs> I know. The stupid Tasman Sea that we have between us. That sounds like a that sounds like a line from an emo song. The ocean between us, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's a bit of a shitter, but um We'll work it out some way. We'll we'll be back together in the same room, even if I have to be like a hologram, maybe in <laughs> your your Sydney apartment. Yeah, we should definitely work that out somehow. But um, you know, it was yeah, it was a good chat. Um, you know, Jake Ratcliffe is a guy who's you know doing a lot of amazing things for a young Kiwi kid playing hockey. Um, so yeah, like I said, don't sleep on that episode. But this week. Uh, I had the chance to catch up with uh, Kahu Joyce, another um, Kiwi who's been playing for the Ice Blacks, but, you know, most recently, um, I and the Botany Swarm, of course, but most recently he's been overseas uh, in Melbourne, playing first with the Melbourne Mustangs and now this year with the Melbourne Ice, so I caught up with him while he was in Sydney. Um, good little chat. The Ice actually took really good care of us, man. They they set up like a this fancy boardroom just for myself and Kahu to do the interview. Is he still running a fantastic, uh, sexy mustache? He's still got the mustache, but he's also rocking an incredible hockey face. Uh, he was in he was in a fight recently where he um, uh, I don't think the game was live streamed, but the photos would suggest that basically it was a one punch knockout, and Kahu was not the victor on that day. Uh, took on a oh. very big, um, very big import, but. Uh, it was not because of that that uh, he was sort of rocking the bruises and you know the epic hockey face and stitches and whatnot. Um, he got checked from behind in the previous uh, week, so he was kind of been recovering from that. Um, so he's definitely been in the wars a little bit, uh, old Kahu. But great to catch up with him. Uh, but before we get into that, um, quite a lot of a uh, lot of happenings in the NHL. You must have. I mean, I know you're not running on a lot of sleep at the moment with the Cricket World Cup, but. You throw in the free agent frenzy, and you must be having a ball. Oh, I, I'm about to die. I think, uh, <laughs> especially that uh, it would be great if New Zealand were winning games, but you sit through all through the night to watch these games, and they get their asses kicked. It's a real you like you invest so much time into these games mm. when you've still got a life to live in normal time. Yeah, and then for them to lose, it's just a total humiliator. But hey, they're in the semis, so so that's all you need to do. You just got to get into the, as Brian Burke once said, you just got to get into the playoffs, and then anything <laughs> can happen. It's like so, the it's like the sport equivalent of C's get degrees. Yep, exactly. I mean, they could from here basically only win, only beat like Afghanistan, Sri Lanka, the West Indies, and then lose to all the good teams, but then win two games in the semi in the final and win the World Cup. It's pretty stupid, but <laughs> we'll have a parade for it, of course. Oh, hell yeah, we will. You know, New Zealand, we love a winner. 
Um, obviously, speaking of winners, there's a lot of chaos happening in Toronto at the moment. Everyone is tracking the movements of Kawhi Leonard. Uh, maybe mm. by the time this podcast comes out, maybe he would have signed. Who knows? Um, CP24 are actually live streaming a helicopter that's been <laughs> following the movements of Kawhi from the airport uh, and then jumping into a car. It's like, it was almost like the OJ Simpson kind of thing. That's how. Yeah, it's, right. Yeah, it was, it was, it's weird. Like, the guy is, you know, an obvious, he's an introvert. So you wonder how, you, you wonder how he deals with all that kind of attention, you know? Do you think they could almost backfire? Like, he might just be going, they just too much. Fuck these, fuck these Canadians are crazy. I'm, I'm going to go to, I'm going to go to the Clippers. <laughs> Maybe, yeah. I mean, that's the thing. In LA, you'd you'd just be another star. You wouldn't be the star, you know. Like, mm. but at the same time, you, if you're a big time NBA player, you're one of the best in the league, uh, if not the best. You know, you must be loving the fact that a whole country is behind you. Like, uh, yeah, that's pretty epic. But yeah. back to um, free agents, free agent uh, frenzy, signing season, uh, a lot going on. And the Leafs, I thought was quite funny because I was watching uh, Sportsnet's YouTube and Steve Dangle declared them losers of uh, the free agency, you know, frenzy. I don't know why yeah. I'm struggling to say that this morning. It's not like free I'm... agent, free agent frenzy, That's... free agent frenzy. Thanks, mate. Yeah, I'll just yeah. I'll put that on loop. And he, yeah, he declared them the losers because, you know, I guess they really hadn't done all that much. They've just um, been getting rid of contracts, basically, more than anything. Yeah. Poor Connor, poor Connor Brown. I know. Fuck, I feel I, for Connor Brown. I'm going to miss has, that guy. But the fact that he hey, has to go and play in Ottawa, fuck that. Yeah. At least you get to be the guy, you were the sweetener of the deal. It's probably like yeah. that deal's not happening without Connor Brown. But He was the, he was the equal. Yeah, the equal. <laughs> the artificial sweetener. <laughs> Gross. Yeah. Don't use that shit, kids. But nah. yeah, but Nas, uh, your boy Nas, I know. cat. Oh yeah, I didn't even think about Jazzy. Fuck yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna miss Nazim Kadri. Uh, he's been one of my favorites. Yeah, I just thought it was so hilarious that you know Dangle had declared leaves the losers a free agent frenzy, and then probably about half an hour an hour later after that video went online, the big trade broke with um you know with the Leafs and the Colorado Avalanche. But stoked to see um, Tyson Barry coming back the other way. Yeah, it's, I think that's a really good trade. Him and him and uh, him and Morgs. Yeah, as your top pair, that's pretty good. And how I don't know how Dubas is doing it, but he's doing a pretty good job of, um, I guess, trying to finagle things and make teams do what he wants. The fact that he's dumped another unwanted contract on the Senators, and you know now he's sort of shored up a few things, um, potentially you know question marks with the Leafs defense and. Of course, a yeah, big price to pay losing Nazem Kadri, but you know it's probably one that had to happen. So I I feel like old um, Dubis is he's starting to show his true colors. I think he's doing a pretty good job so far. Yeah, he's just got to get Mitch Marner signed, and everything will be fine. Yeah, and yeah, not that it's well. Yeah, I mean we've had one offer sheet, which was a bit of a bullshit offer sheet. It was kind of like yeah, I'm I'm <laughs> it was like a box tick. Yeah. Just like oh, like if you were gonna do it, why why would you not swing do it? So, for the fences, man? Yeah, exactly. So it was, it was um, Mark Bergevin with his 
massive, sexy, muscly arms just kind of flexing them a little bit, but <laughs> not really, not really popping them too much. To uh, like Carolina will, will sign that, and Aho will stay. So where to next for the Canadians? Will they do another one? I don't know. It's weird. <laughs> It's what funny. was the point? I know. What was the point of it? It's it's funny because you you hear all this build up from you know listening to you know thirty one thoughts podcast and you know all the coverage on like TSN and Sportsnet and they're all talking about how all these offer sheets could be coming in for you know these really young talented restricted free agents and then that's the only one we get so far. Bit of a letdown, but I you know it kind of that's kind of the way of offer sheets. It's just it's there, but it's like why is it there? You know. Yeah, the best part was Carolina um, Hurricanes. Their Twitter poll in reaction oh, to yeah. it: <laughs> Will we, <laughs> will we sign the offer sheet? Like, will we match it? Yes or we? <laughs> yeah, that was magnifique, magnifique. Ah, oh, brilliant! Trolling. Is that French? I don't know. It's French enough, buddy. I'll let you pass on that. Um, and I guess the other the other big ones were Bobrovsky going to Florida and. Everyone thought that him and Panarin would go together, but Panarin <laughs> goes to the the suddenly not in a rebuild New York Rangers who are now loading up. Oh, I think you almost forgot. I am I am shit scared of the New Jersey Devils. Oh yeah, like one you got PK, that's massive. You draft Jack Hughes, and now you also pick up Wayne Simmons. An angry, angry, pissed off Wayne Simmons. Yeah, who's well. got a point to prove after last season? Holy shit! I am, yeah, I am shit scared of the Devils, man. They are doing a fantastic job. Ray Shiro is, you know, he's he's the mastermind. If this mm-hmm. was NHL twelve, he would have five blackberries. <laughs> How stupid was that? That you got phones? Like, what the hell was that? That was obviously just a way to. Um, product, please. product, yeah, product <laughs> integration for um, for BlackBerry. Um, friend of the show, friend of the podcast, Nathan Walker, <laughs> St. Louis Blue. Yes, I saw that. Like, I thought it was awesome how on he's he's still in Australia. He's just loving being back with all the beaches. He's a bit of a surfer, um, you know, coming from Canola, and the fact that yeah, he sort of posts a video from the beach. And all it is is Gloria. <laughs> I was just like, "Yeah, buddy, like going from one Stanley Cup champion to another. That's awesome." So I hope he really gets a good shot at the St. Louis Blues. Uh, I'm sure old friend, another friend of the podcast, Cam Green, who is a diehard Blues fan, is probably very happy about that move. Mm, I, absolutely, worst signing I reckon. It's got to be Tyler Myers or. Or Matt Duchesne, like all that money they saved on PK, they just went and gave straight to <laughs> Matt Duchesne. Yeah. What's the point? I don't know. I don't know. I and now Matt, du- now Matt Duchesne and Kyle Turris are on the same team. Yeah. I think another one probably worth pointing out actually is uh, the Dallas Stars. Pick- oh, yeah. P- picking up your boy, Corey Perry. Pretty cheap. $1.5 million. But and the other one getting Joe Pavelski as well. I know that is that is huge. Uh, the yeah. fact that you know, he, he, despite his age, you know, Joe Pavelski is just not to me. He's not really showing any signs of slowing down. He's been very consistent, leading the uh, San Jose Sharks over the last few years, being a big part of why they are the team that they were. Um, so I, I think they'll definitely miss him. But the fact that yeah, the Dallas Stars kind of 
loading up yeah okay you've lost zuccarello you know that's that's a big miss uh but hey i think you've you've gained a lot there and obviously in, in picking up andre sakura as well you know you're doing pretty well there dallas so if there are yeah. any stars fans that listen to this podcast we see you we see you yeah you think about that power play, you'd have Joe Pavelski in front of the net tipping pucks, Corey Perry being a fucking asshole, uh, <laughs> Tyler Sagan just one-timing pucks, and then Jamie Benn killing people, and like John Kleinberg on the point. That's pretty terrifying. Do you load that all up on the first unit, or do you kind of spread it out? I reckon I'd, you just go full load. <laughs> I have love them that. play. Have them play for the whole two minutes. Actually, uh, one more that we probably, I mean, we have to talk about it. Our boy, Phil Kessel, going mm-hmm. to the Coyotes. He's, they've, they've, they've kind of, lo- I mean, not really loaded up, but, you know, they've got Phil Kessel and Kyle Soderberg, two big pickups, and the only kind of name of note that they've lost is uh, Golchenyuk. Yeah, he never, I always thought he was a good player, but he's never really fulfilled his uh, his promise. And now Phil is reunited with Rick Tockett, his mm. favoriteest coach of all time. And there's a hell of a lot of good golf courses in Arizona, so oh, Phil yeah. will probably be very, very happy. Did you see uh, that photo of Kessel playing poker? No. <laughs> I think um, Spinning Chicklets posted it. It was he was playing in like the World Series of Poker. <laughs> God, I love him. Yeah, and he was just in full on Phil mode, you know, like just the the golf shirt, the hat. I was just like, yeah, that dude, man, he, he's living the life. Like, how about the uh, the blowback that Steve Simmons got on his fucking stupid tweet? Where after that trade, he said Phil Kessel's like the house guest that stays and then just never leaves, and then eventually you get rid of him, and everyone just piled on, going, "Yeah, I'll take two Stanley Cups with my house guest. That would be quite nice." <laughs> Do you think if everyone just ignored uh, Steve Simmons, that he would go away? Hopefully. It's like what uh, is happening to Darren Dreger's Twitter account at the moment where every tweet that he puts out about Mitch Marner, all the replies are just, thanks, Paul. Thanks, Paul. (laughs) Thanks, Paul. Thanks, Paul. Nice work, Paul. Uh, Yeah, let's not even jump into the whole Mitch Marner thing because we'll wait until something of substance actually happens there. But, speak, okay. but speaking of another leaf, uh, Austin Matthews named the cover athlete for NHL 20. Yeah. Does that, does that guarantee that you will now buy the game, the edition? I know you're going to say it will. <laughs> I don't know. like Because I, I mentioned when we sort of went through like the wish list of what we'd want to see, that I want to see a revamped Be A Pro. And from all accounts, from what I've seen, there's been pretty much zero mention of it. Uh, so it kind of seems like, again, if, if it is going to be in the game, and it probably is, it's just going to be the exact same as last year and the year before yeah. that. And Disappointing. That. I know. But there are a few changes that are kind of interesting uh, that did get my attention. One is obviously bringing in like signature shots of you know some of the biggest names. Obviously, we've seen, uh, like in the trailer, you see P.K. Subban's like, booming slap shot. Um I think there'll be like OV's one-timer from the hash marks. Obviously, yep. Austin Matthews' sick little like, you know, drag. Toe drag, wrister. Yeah. yeah. So there'll be a couple like that, which would be awesome. Um, so my, know, sig- my signature shot, if I was in the game, would be faceplant 
Slapshot face plant. Do you, you? I think you're going to do that. You need to wear a cage, man. <laughs> yeah, gonna, I know. You're going to mush up that uh, not so pretty face of yours even more. Bust up my ugly face. Mm. Uh, but it's cool to see them injecting personality in that way. Like, you know, you see it with other sports games. So like NBA 2K, they model um, the actual like shot releases and stuff of some of the star players, which is pretty cool that we're starting to see that happen in the NHL series. Uh, so they're basically just copying anything that 2K has. Well, I guess they're kind of the gold standard. Over time. Yeah. yeah. They're kind of the gold standard of sports games these days, really. Um the fact that I kind of wish there was another company making, uh, you know, NHL games with the license that could kind of, you know, have competition for EA. So it's not just EA doing it. And maybe they might feel the heat a little bit more to sort of do bigger updates and just these kind of little small tweaks they do here and there. Like, I understand, obviously, the development cycle of a sports game is pretty rough, that you only have, you know, a few months each year uh, to actually do this and you got to pump it out every year. But, you know, like, it's just, I mean, we're starting to see some, some changes. It seems like um, goalies are getting a bit of an overhaul and sort of upgrading their IQ a little bit and, you know, sort of deflecting shots into the corner if there's someone trying to go for a rebound. And, you know, things like that are really cool. But it's but uh, from one thing I've, like, GameInformer.com has been, like, this amazing resource for us over the last uh, while thinking about these NHL video games. One thing that apparently is not being fixed is the puck pickups. Yeah. This is it all. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's one of the most frustrating parts of the game. It just it kind of as real as they're trying to make things. That kind of it's like when you're watching a video and the audio is out of sync with the person's voice, uh, person's lips. It just you can't not notice it. Yeah. That's kind of the most annoying thing about that. Um, it is kind of cool that obviously the NBC license is running out, so they've revamped the broadcasting package to do their own thing. So it's it's not tied to like one particular entity. Uh, so mm. it might be a bit more like, you know, I guess the golden years, like of you know when we played the NHL games growing up, and they've changed the commentary. Thank God. Yeah which is great to hear. Um, so Ray Ferrero is staying on, but he's moving from between the benches to now being the color commentator uh, alongside uh, Vancouver uh, play-by-play guy, James Sabelski. I like, I like James Sabelski. He's very funny. He's a very funny dude. And the fact that obviously they're both sort of in that BC area means that these guys are actually able to come in fairly regularly. Uh, by the sounds of it, they're coming in every week to do records. Whereas before, when you've got Doc and Eddie doing the NBC stuff, your time was, you know, far limited. So hopefully the commentary won't sort of seem so stale so quickly. And, you know, things will, hopefully things will look a bit better. You know, you might have, um, I guess you see in like shooter games, you see like, you know, play of the game, that kind of thing. Like maybe yeah. we'll see cool sort of revamped highlight packages like that. And uh, apparently there's going to be guest commentators as well. No... Doesn't really Soup seem. Dog? Yeah, that would be amazing. Um, <laughs> apparently, according to this, the what um, Game Informer was shown was potentially Don Cherry and Wayne Gretzky. Mm. Um, one of those is cool. 
Will <laughs> Will they be genuine and have Don Cherry like getting all the names wrong of the people? <laughs> they, they have to. Uh, this this Swedish, yeah, whatever. Swedish, Finnish, yeah. Russian, whatever guy. <laughs> Give me a good Canadian kid. Uh, and then apparently people like Chancellor Rapper and Drake. Um, although nothing is confirmed at this point. So if you had people like that in, that's pretty cool. Yeah, that's cool. That's cool. Um, and then of course, obviously more of the chow and everything. They're bringing in a few more outdoor rinks. So, you know, just more stuff that we don't really get to appreciate because the online modes kind of suck down here in New Zealand and Australia. Um, they haven't brought in the coach likeness, which is one thing that I'm dying for, for some reason. I don't know why. I I just want to see like Babcock and, you know, Quinville. And I just want to like, they're pretty iconic hockey faces, you know? Yeah, exactly. But uh, they're saying that they've got a whole bunch of like a hundred or so different coaches. So yeah, and you can fire and hire uh, coaches yeah. in your <laughs> in your um, BGM mode. So that's pretty cool. They're, they're sort of adding more authenticity. Authenticity. Wow. Yeah. Authen- authenticity. Thanks, man. You think I could talk? Yeah. <laughs> this this uh, coffee is not really kicking in. Um, so yeah, there's some changes there that are sort of catching my attention. Um, so oh, will you buy it? Will mm. That's a Will big question. you put your money where the digital disc is? Wow, I'm not a sucker like you. I'll I'll still buy physical. Speaking yeah. of which, actually, I um I picked up Super Mario Maker two last week, and when I went to EB, I did the old you know I traded in a few games, and one of them was Mortal Kombat 11, which you know it's still a pretty brand new release. I I didn't really ever get into it. Uh, and the good thing with it, in Australia, games are actually way cheaper than New Zealand. It's awesome. Um, you know, a game might be $90 in New Zealand, and it's going to be more like 60 70 here, which is... Oh, wow. Yeah, it's great, uh, especially with new releases. A lot of times, they actually drop the price, I guess, on new releases to try and sort of get more people to buy it, mm-hmm. which is... you know, And they only do it for like the weekend of, like games come out on a Thursday or Friday, and then... You know, they'll have it like $10 cheaper uh, just for that weekend. And so and kind then of... they're, they're making all their money in microtransactions anyway now. So <laughs> well, you've yeah. got to have people buy the game to get the microtransactions off them. So There is that. Uh, but yeah, I got like $20 uh, alone just on the Mortal Kombat, which is awesome. But no, I, if I buy it, it will be a physical release. And I guess, I mean... You joke, you're like, oh yeah, Austin Matthews is on the cover. You'll definitely buy it. My wife, Sarah, is completely on your side with that one. She was like, oh yeah, mm-hmm. you're, you're getting it. Like, She's, she's a smart lady. Yeah. <laughs> I, again, I just wish they would, um, the cover art, it seems like that's the final cover art, but I really wish it wasn't. It just looks like Reddit fan art or like one of those photorealistic tattoos. They're just, the, <laughs> the face and the teeth just kind of don't look quite right. It doesn't matter. You'll still buy it. You're still going to buy it. (laughs) Yeah. And by that time, we will have crowned an NCHL champion, which, with the way things are going, the final looks like it could potentially be Stampede and the Swarm. Yeah. Crazy, eh? Yeah. I would like to see the Swarm back in the finals. Um, This, you know, it's a promising team. The fact that you've got a, you know, a female head coach sort of spearheading it all with Michelle Cox, like, I think that's pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Andy Hay sort of, you know, I guess going into his, his twilight years, it'd be great for him to win another championship. He's a, he is a great, great New Zealander. <laughs> I love that's all you have to add on that. But uh, 
we should get into our interview actually with Kahu Joyce, who yeah used to play with the Botany Swarm, and I know there's a lot of people out there that sort of miss seeing him play. You know, he's quite a young, exciting player. Still got a few more years in him, but he, he's also he does riffing as well, which is pretty interesting. Which we talk about that. So um, yeah, that's it for uh, Joe and I this week, and um, enjoy our interview with Kahu Joyce. See ya. All right, I'm here in Sydney in the Holiday Inn meeting room with none other than Kahu Joyce. Thanks for joining me, buddy. No worries. How's it going? Good, man. It's uh, it's good to finally catch up with you again because obviously you um, you know you've made the move over to Australia. But let's start off with uh, what everyone probably wants to hear about. You're wearing the scars of it pretty well, but it's actually from something else, which we'll get to. But you're rocking a pretty mean hockey face at the moment. You got stitches, uh, bruises galore. But that recent fight against uh, Alex Gautier, take us through that. What spurred that all on? Um. Let's be honest, it's hockey, it's going to happen. When uh, you're not the star player of the team, you're always looking to make improvements and do something for the team. So we had a player get a high stick, which sent him off to the hospital. And uh, pretty much I just asked him what the number was and told me the number and I had a look for him and somehow it happened. So I know the rumours say that I was the one that shouldn't have been there and uh, and that I was backing off left, right and centre, but let, let's, let's, let's just put the the story straight I, I was the guy to ask him so good on him for taking it not so good my end for getting knocked out in one punch but uh what can you do it's just just the, just the sport I guess yeah and like speaking to someone like myself who's obviously never been uh in a hockey fight before what's the recovery like after a bout like that um yeah so I took a week off week off the ice just to get the head right again there wasn't any concussion symptoms but when you take a hit like that it it's never going to sit too well, I guess. So it was nice to take the week off the off the rink and um, back here in Sydney this week to do it all again. And uh, because, yeah, you said you were standing up for your teammates, so what kind of reaction did the Melbourne Ice boys give you afterwards? Yeah, the boys loved it, let's be honest. Um, regardless of the outcome, it was the situation, and um, we handled it. We handled it good, so... <laughs> And, of course, the Ice went on to win their game 3-1 against the uh, Adelaide Adrenaline. So I guess you could say you probably had the last laugh there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was, uh, he was playing a good game the whole, the whole, whole match, so it was uh, nice to get him off the, off the ice and um, seal the deal for the boys. Now, we'll see, uh, more and more of New Zealand's top players are starting to pop up uh, in the AIHL over here. Uh, in that game alone, you're up against Benjamin Gavoir with the uh, Adrenaline. Uh, plus, you know, you got yourself and Jeremy Chai uh, with the Ice. So when the game is over and you're winding down, you know, do you like to find time to sort of catch up with the old, like, Kiwi mates? Yeah, for sure. So we played Jake Ratcliffe last night, and um, you always find a time, maybe in the warm-ups or just before the game, to say, hey, how are you? But that's pretty much it until the end of the game. So after the game, you shake hands, catch up real quick and see you next time, you know. It's really good. Uh, well, I'm, I never really saw too many Kiwis over here in the AI, but it's good to see there's so many more guys coming over. Yeah, what do you think is starting to attract more and more of sort of New Zealand's top players to come over here? Honestly, I think it's... Uh, it's. It, uh, I don't really have a stamp on that. Like the league is. Uh, it's. It just seems more controlled. It's not like the the ice hockey is any better. Like just 
back home people are playing just as hard the imports are just as good but um just over here there's more games um and just uh i don't know more opportunities over here it's good to get on the ice here and have a have a crack at it and see see where you really sit in the equation so and of course now you're sort of in your second year over here um what's the one team you really look forward to playing against the most in the aussie league nowadays it's the mustangs I, um, I I played with the Mustangs last year and have moved over to the ice, so it's always a good feeling playing playing against the old teammates and normally or trying to get a win off it. <laughs> of course, uh, the Melbourne Mustangs also boast basically. I think they've got about like four Kiwis. You know, you've got Jaden Pine Murphy, Jackson Lane made the move over this year, and of course you got Bradley Apps as well, and Tristan Darling also came this year as well. So is it kind of like is does that is that part of it? That's sort of why you love playing against the Mustangs. Yeah, yeah. So I was uh, the the first guy to make the move over, and um, Bradley Apps, a little insider here, he was actually going to trial for the Melbourne Ice, and uh, <laughs> told him that that was the biggest mistake he was going to make. Um, so he ended up coming over to the Stangs with the boys and um, yeah, since I've left, so it's nice to see that all the guys are going over there and hanging out with Brad and just get a, get a good game against them every time. It's, it's good fun. And as for, your, you know, for yourself personally, what inspired you to make the move uh, from New Zealand to Melbourne? Uh, to be honest with you, it was work. Yeah. Um, th- let's be honest, the money here is much better and uh, the hockey is more, so it was a no-brainer. No brainer at all. How have you found, like, as you obviously mentioned, there's not too much difference, but is there, like, any kind of difference at all? Like, is there kind of like a jump in speed or skill level between the two leagues? No, I wouldn't say the skill level is too much higher. Like, the local Australians and the local Kiwis, we can kind of mix and match up with each other. And um, if New Zealand gets lucky on a couple of imports, then that brings the league right up each year, I guess. Um, but here, it's uh, there's the structure. It's like they've been imprinted with a better game style or game plan from a young age, so they they kind of know a bit more in the sense of IQ. So it's kind of nice to see that and feed off them throughout the year. So you feel like uh, being over here, that's really helping your game as well. Yeah, 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 for sure. I, I don't know. I don't know if it uh, makes any sense to anyone back home, but I feel like the imports just come to play because it's 16 games and then they go home, whereas if you make playoffs here, you could play 30 games if you end up on top. So the imports are really trying to push you up and bring you up with them throughout the whole season, you know. It's, it's nice. It's a good feeling. And obviously both the uh, Australian and New Zealand leagues, they kind of have their own special little quirks. I've noticed from going to a couple of games uh, now with the Australian league, you know, you've got the two 15-minute periods and then the 120, uh, which kind of threw me off at first because I was commentating the game against the Bears and the Thunder um, yeah, a couple of weeks ago, and I remember my co-commentator was like, oh, and there's 12 minutes remaining in the first period. I was like, did we fucking just burn through eight minutes of hockey? <laughs> Completely forgot. Um, but like between, you know, from your experience so far, what are some things that you think that the AIHL does better than NZHL, that, that the NZHL could learn from? Uh, no, I don't think there's much. Yeah? No, so... Yourself, you're killing it on the social media and back home, so that's pretty much exactly the same as here, if not better. Um, and you're right, the two 15-minute periods, I still am not used to. So <laughs> just like, yeah, you, you, you get two or three shifts out of the way and that's the first period done. And you're just like, oh my gosh, this is crazy. But 
you know, it's just the game here and you've got to adjust to it and hope to get a W out, out of two 15-minute periods in a 20. <laughs> I guess it kind of feels a bit like inline hockey. It's just it's all over before you know it. But what about on the other, on the other side of things? Is there anything you think that the NZHL does that perhaps the Australian League could learn from? Uh, no, I, I, th- I think the personally I reckon the, the leagues are very similar in, in skill level and, and how the league is run. Um, personally, in my opinion, I reckon that in the near future we should be looking at a merger um, and get get both both countries involved. Well, because we're in Melbourne and when we have to fly to Perth, it's a four hour flight, you know, so it's it's a shorter flight to go back home to New Zealand and play around there, <laughs> which I kind of get bugged about each each time. But um, it would be pretty tough for the Perth team to travel, say, seven hours to New Zealand to do that. So. Hopefully in the near future something along the lines happen, but for now we'll just uh, we'll just keep picking off the Aussies one by one. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, when you mentioned that a merger, you probably got a few listeners a bit excited about that because we do get we field questions like that on our uh, Facebook from time to time, and I'm just like you know in an ideal world something like that would be amazing. You know if you look at say you know the Australian NBL like the basketball league there obviously you've got the New Zealand Breakers um I don't know if they ever sort of imagined the New Zealand league merging in and then because I mean I think the skill level is a little bit different but say here with the Australian league and the New Zealand ice hockey leagues it would be awesome I mean Perth would only have well yeah I mean it's pretty rough for Perth but I was going to bring that up actually because geographically speaking Australia is obviously a much larger country than New Zealand Um, and like most of the AIHL teams are kind of clustered relatively close together but what are those trips to Perth like to you know when you go over to play the Thunder there must be some serious travel days yeah yeah so a lot of the boys quite like that trip Um, but again personally I it, it kind of gets under my skin because I could be spending that time going home, seeing family, seeing <laughs> friends, and uh, the flight would be a shorter amount of time. But we're all just going away trying to stack Ws up. So at the end of the day, yeah, you just you just do what you got to do. And I actually mentioned Jeremy Chai earlier. So when you when you came into the Melbourne Ice coming over from the Mustangs, how important was it for you to see a familiar face there? Yeah, it was really nice. It, it was it was good to see a few of the boys. Um, I'd been playing uh, lower leagues in Australia just for more ice time, just to have fun, have a hit around. Um, and I've played with most of these guys outside of top-level hockey already. So it was nice to see Chai's face there. It was nice to see a few of the other guys too. So you sort of like, because I noticed uh, on the on your Instagram story, obviously you had uh, Jeremy sort of creeping behind you there. So you got a good little bond going on there with him. Oh yeah, oh yeah, it's fresh, but we'll, we'll keep we'll keep it going. <laughs> and then obviously, um, the Australian captain uh, Liam Webster is also on your team with the Ice. There, what's that like going from you know playing against him when you play for the Ice Blacks in the uh, Trans Tasman series uh, versus now then being teammates? Yeah, there's there's actually a lot of guys on this team. In the same caliber, we've got we've got people like Tommy Powell, Matt Armstrong, Jason Backlig, and uh, when they play against us, when we we're playing for the Stangs, you know, it's always a always a battle trying to shut those guys down. And obviously, they're local players, so when you know that the local players can still put in work just as much as the imports, it's uh, it, it makes the combination a lot harder to to fix and sort out. So it's awesome to have him on the team. It's uh, it's upsetting that he's injured at the moment and can't be here with us. Um, 
but yeah, yeah, like you said, it's real nice to have him on the team, putting points up from the blue line pretty much every single game he plays. It's yeah. it's unreal. All you can do is learn off it. Yeah. Um, and then I guess, do you kind of, because now that you've obviously spent a bit of time over here, can you then go to like, say the Ice Blacks camp and you've kind of got a bit of, I guess, a bit of intel on these guys? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, so when we went back for the Trans-Tasman tournament in Queenstown last year, it was pretty much exactly that. Uh, just telling all the boys kind of who to watch out for and what this guy will do here and there. And yeah, it was nice to have a little edge on the team before we went into the game. Speaking of that, like last year's series, it had such an amazing atmosphere, especially game two. Um, I was there shooting the games and you guys put up a few goals to have a comfortable lead. And I remember turning to uh, Kate Harrison, Connor's sister, and we both just like looked at each other like, what the hell is going on here? Um, and like, I'd never seen anything like that. Like, you know, New Zealand were just putting on such a strong, dominant performance and the Australians just didn't seem to have an answer for it. So like, what was the mood like, you know, in the locker room as that game went on for you guys? Uh, let's be honest, we absolutely loved it. Um, it was really nice to take Australia under the under the belt for for a series, um, but again, I'm I'm living in Australia, so I've got to be nice to them at the same time. <laughs> yeah. They they didn't bring over their full squad. Um, they had a few excuses here and there, but I'll I'll give them that this time. But the next series, there's we 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 won't hold back. Just just as last year. How do you how do you rate the uh, Ice Blacks chances of a repeat performance this year? Oh, I'd say pretty pretty highly likely. Yeah. Well, we'll give them a good crack. I, I do know that they sit up a division on us in the IIHF standings, but um, when it comes down to games like that, you, you're not looking at standings. You just you just play play full of heart, full of guts, and again do what you got to do. Now, quite recently, um, the NZITF has sort of been advertising a bunch of, you know, head coaching roles for all the national teams. Who's someone that you would like to see, you know, putting their hand up for that Ice Blacks gig? Oh, it's a tough one. I don't want to say it out loud. He's probably thinking he's still got a couple years in him, but I'd say Andy Hay, my fellow teammate down, really? at, down at the Botany Swarm. Yeah, he's got a lot of knowledge on him. He's captain of the Ice Blacks for years. He, he's, a, he's a great guy to have on the bench when you do go away. Um, and if he was in the coaching role, I, I wouldn't see a problem there at all. He would He would make a good coach. I've noticed he, uh, he's getting really stuck in and really involved with, um, I guess, all the behind-the-scenes things with Botany. So it would be great to see as well. But I guess, obviously, uh, what if Anatoly comes back you'll be just as happy with that oh yeah yeah for sure for sure he's got a lot of knowledge on him too playing in Russia growing up and bringing that side of things to the to the team it's always nice having that experience and uh, obviously next year the Ice Blacks you know heading to Iceland for the world champs you know we know that the cost of traveling and participating in those training camps and tournaments you know they can be uh, quite a a prohibiting factor for some of the few players attending Um, if you say if you got the call up and ignoring all of that, would you go? Yes. Yeah. Yes. It's uh, it's I've taken a year away. The boys just went and done a done a tour, but um, it'd be nice to get back in the rotation there. Um, main reason for taking a season away was that the preseason of the AIHL actually falls into that training camp, um, and when you're moving around teams and when you're trying to get a get a get a solid spot in there, it's kind of a risk risk leaving leaving the team to go and play with with your country but 
yeah, I'm feeling pretty good here with the ice this year, so I'm, I'm sure I'll be back on board as soon as possible. Nice. I did want to bring up uh, an interesting stat I found out this morning going through the IHL rankings. You currently ranked the 10th equal uh, with Brian Fumes on penalty minutes with 41. Uh, the reason why I bring that up is that not only do you play, but you know you also don the stripes as a referee. So since you, you kind of got you got both sides there, so what's with all the pen, with uh, with all the uh, penalty minutes there, bud? Uh, it's just in my nature. I've been <laughs> I've been in the box since a kid, and uh, it's never really left me. And uh, I I thought it would be good to chuck on the stripes so that I can just start handing them out and start feeling a little bit better about myself yeah. instead of rec- being on the receiving end. You know what I mean? Um, no, nah, but it's really nice putting the stripes on it since coming to Australia and learning those little extra IQ things from all the local boys and imports and whatnot, you, you're always going to learn more being in the stripes because you've got to control the game yourself, you know, learn up on the rules. And when it comes to a game and playing yourself, you kind of uh, push the edges, as I'd say. You, you kind of take it right to the limit and um, you kind of know what you can and can't get away with here and there and where and when you can use something when really you shouldn't be. But, I mean, I guess they just see me as the Kiwi boy in stripes and still want to put me in the bin. <laughs> so from your experience there yeah, as an official so far, like you sort of mentioned, um, sort of breaking things down there, do you sort of take that experience and sort of help you fellow teammates sort of figure out why you got called for certain things yeah 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 I will I will explain it to them at at the end of the day it doesn't matter what I say Uh, the ref has made a decision already and he could have seen something completely different Um, but yeah there has been a few instances where the boys have come up and asked and same with the coaches um, just just asking for a second opinion it's always nice to have that extra knowledge on the bench What's the like? What's the process like for say someone else out there, you know, who might be interested in, you know, picking up the whistle? Is there like a bunch of courses and stuff you have to pass before you don those stripes? No, no, it's actually super simple. And if uh, anyone out there actually wants to get any better at hockey and you're looking at taking a few extra steps, I would definitely consider putting on the stripes. Um, personally, I'm doing 20 to 40 games a week, so it's wow. a, an extra 20 to 40 hours skating on the ice. Um, and if you've got problems with your skating, that, that, that's your, your instant fix-up. Um, and, yeah, you just learn the rules immensely. Um, the biggest bonus on top of that is you actually get paid. Yeah. So, <laughs> so you, you're, you're not, no longer paying for public sessions and going for a skate. You're actually getting paid to do it. And at the end of the day, um, people are always going to support you doing what you're doing. It's not an easy job getting abuse from all the boys out there. Yeah. So... You know, you always have that support, and if 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 you if you're looking at improving your game at all, then I, I would highly recommend it. Do you sort of feel like you want to back off on the kind of you know, I guess the abuse of the officials because you experience it on the other side? No way, <laughs> no way. I, I'd say I'd give it to them more now because uh, knowing where and when penalties should be called, uh, and I, if it if I see it not being called, then I, I, I'm normally the first person to be screaming. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> is that like a, um, the officiating side of things? Is that a career path you'd consider, you know, further down the track when, you know, you sort of decide to, you know, stop playing competitive hockey? Uh, yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, it would be a pretty pretty cool thing to do. Um, and, yeah, yeah, I would be looking into that. At this stage, I still reckon i got a couple years in me. And, um, 
I mean, yeah, you're only like 25, dude. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But the issue there is that uh, you have to have your double IHF card before you're 35 or you can never get it. So you have to make some decisions in your 30s, really, if you want to take that, that path or not. So we'll, we'll, we'll keep it in mind, that's for sure. Well, there you go. I just learned something there. Uh, but being, you know, in Australia for a couple of years now, is there any, like, really comforts of home that you really miss? Yeah, yeah, there's a lot. Uh, I'll start with pineapple lumps. Uh, then I'll move on to the pies. And uh, then close behind is the fish and chips. Oh, dude. I, I, I feel you on the fish and chips thing because, like, in Sydney, there's no just, you know, go down to the local and get fi- a $5 feed. It's all pub style, like 15 bucks, you know? Like, I was like, that's bullshit. Is there anywhere I can get a cheap feed here? Nah, man, it's, it's somehow a gourmet meal here, and uh, the fish tastes nowhere near the same as back home. So I'm, I'm definitely not paying 20 bucks for a meal of fish and chips. When, when back home, you're gonna be eating way better for $3. Yeah. Man, it's, it's, it's a big one. It's a big one for sure. I think some places in Australia, I think Cole supermarkets have a, a New Zealand section where you get some things, but the last, uh, my wife and I, Sarah, we were in New Zealand recently and we came back with a stack of uh, onion soup mix so we can make the old classic kiwi onion dip. Yeah, dog, that, 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 that's sick. Um, I've just seen a few posts from friends and family back home about, uh, uh, I think it's Cadbury, they bought out some perky nana lumps. Oh, yeah, so I've, yeah, I've just had a whole batch of those sent out, and nice. uh, we'll give them a try. I'm, sh- I'm sure they'll be great. <laughs> yeah, you can never take the kiwi uh, out of out of the man, you know. Even if you're in Australia, it's just some things, man. But you know, last year uh, with the ice hockey classic tour in New Zealand, you actually had, a, I guess, a reporter from your uh, local iwi following you around, trying to tell your story. So like, um, yeah, where does your whole, I guess, your background, where does your family come from? Um, so my dad's from up north in Kaikohe, right, right up in Whangarei, and my mum's actually originated from Stewart Island, so uh, it was nice for them to meet in the middle down in Christchurch where me and my sister were born. Um, but yeah, I don't remember, remember the question at all. <laughs> I was just like, because you had that reporter like sort of following oh, you around, yeah, cool. like you're talking about, you know, your local iwi, because yeah. obviously there's not that many uh, Māori hockey players out there, so yeah. pretty cool story there. Yeah, yeah. So I think that uh, that that's what they're kind of trying to cover is um, New Zealand Maldives and in, in, in sport in general and um, how they're doing. Uh, the the main story that he was following was actually a Kiwi playing ice hockey in Australia, um, and and how how he kind of fits into the equation. It's real nice to have the Iwi kind of have ha, have a support route for you for 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 all the Maldives out there. Um, yeah, because like that they're. I mean, they're popping up everywhere in the world, really. We've got rugby players playing everywhere, France, you know. Yeah. And it's nice to finally get some, some coverage on the, on the ice hockey side of things because <laughs> Southern Hemisphere doesn't really know about it, that's for sure. Yeah. As, speaking of that, because obviously I feel like a lot more like um, Kiwi kids and like, you know, sort of like Māori and Pacific Islander kids uh, and especially, they could really, I think if they gave hockey a shot, picked it up over rugby or like basketball or something they'd be hooked so you know what attracted you to the sport in the first place um i guess it's uh new zealand is a huge rugby country and uh throughout high school and 
wherever you kind of went and telling people that you played ice hockey they would always give you a bit of stick for it and saying oh come and play some rugby it's much harder it's <laughs> it's much tougher and you, you couldn't tackle me and whatnot but um yeah like you said I I think they would have some real good fun trying to play some contact ice hockey and I'd definitely give a give it a go putting them in their place <laughs> I'd love that. I'd love that. Um, as you sort of, as you've been, uh, you know, developing uh, into the player that you are today, who were some, you know, like prominent athletes that sort of inspired you from a young age? Um, yeah, that's a tough one. I'd, 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 I'd have to say my, my dad would be one. He, he, he wasn't ac- uh, exactly an athlete, but he would always be there at every single game, every single practice, yelling at you from the side, and, you know, give it some more, come on, like, yeah. Most of the time, you'd be getting kicked out of most of our events for being too too, too much. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Good, good man. Um, but but besides that, I, I uh, just just the just the the burn and the fire for the sport was kind of what pushed me along. Never really had too many role models. Never really looked up to too many people. Just thought, you know, if you want to get this done, you got to put in the work. And that's kind of something that my dad bred into me. Was was kind of nice. That's awesome, man. Um, just lastly, your old Botany Swarm team, they're looking pretty good this year. Yeah. Uh, have, I think they've got a real shot at making the Burgle Cup finals for the first time since, like, 2011. But being in Australia, do you, get, do you get to keep up with the games? Like, do you get to watch them? And, you know, do you think the Swarm have what it takes to go the distance this year? Yeah, uh, I've actually been watching the boys a lot this year, and um, it's been real nice to watch uh, the boys come out on top with a few wins. Especially like last night when they played the Red Devils and come on top, what seven two? So to to start getting some real goals and some real points, it's um it's awesome. It's awesome to watch. Awesome, man. Well, uh, thanks so much for the time, Kahu, and uh, I guess yeah, all the best for the rest of the season. Yeah, cheers. Thanks for that. Thanks for coming down. Park yeah, it's New Zealand's home for hockey. Subscribe on iTunes, SoundCloud, or with your favorite podcast app for the latest episodes. Follow the team on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter at PuckYearNZ. And for your fix of hockey news, go to PuckYear.NZ.